are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. Together, let's create better. This is an episode you simply cannot miss if you work with children with speech sound disorders. We are going to talk about home practice. And today I'm going to share with you three strategies that I use that make home practice easy, engaging, and effective. So this is an episode that you definitely want to catch if you work with children with speech sound disorders. And that's because home practice is really so important to making improved outcomes. And let's talk about why. Speech is this highly complex motor activity, sort of like playing the piano, in which what you want is daily practice if you want to see improvement, because we're trying to change the motor plans. We're trying to change the motor programming and the execution. And what that requires is intentional, accurate practice. So what we want is frequency. We want practice to occur on a daily basis. That's not possible as a speech therapist because the research indicates speech therapists only see children 30 to 45 minutes a week. So we can't provide for this frequent experience. However, you can make a difference if the child is not doing home practice. And you can do that by challenging the child. So if you only have 30 to 45 minutes a week with that child, speech therapy cannot be like a walk in the park. You really need to challenge the child in order to produce change. And we've shown that through our research that even without home practice, you can facilitate great amount of change in just 30 to 45 minutes a week of direct speech therapy. Now, I think it's important to mention this because parents are, according to the research, very much overwhelmed and overstressed at this point. I can't wait to share this research with you. It just came out from the American Psychological Association, and they conducted a Harris poll with 3,200 adults that represented what you see in the U.S. So they had a sample that in terms of the educational levels, income levels, race, they represented what the U.S. looked like in the 2022 Census Bureau. What they found, this is huge is that approximately 50% of parents reported chronic levels of stress that they would rate on an 8 to 10 on a Likert scale is feeling highly stressed. So we have about half of parents feeling chronic levels of high stress on an 8 to 10 
on a one to 10 Likert scale. This is what we have in the home going on. Important to note, 77% of parents report family responsibilities as being a high stressor for them. Home practice is adding to this family responsibility. So what we're looking at when we take a step back and into the home environment based on the very latest research, this is research that was conducted in an online survey using the Harris Poll methods, which are the best out there that we currently have. They found in August 2023 that parents on average are highly stressed. And not only that, when we compare them to adults without children, across the board, they have twice the stress issues. 20% of parents without children are reporting high levels of stress that cause them to feel overwhelmed and unable to function. When it comes to the parents, you have 40% that feel that way. You have 30% unable to begin projects because they're so stressed. When it comes to parents, you have 60%. So when you're asking these questions about how stress plays a role in adults' lives, those who are parents are reporting double the level of stress across the board. Parents are overstressed. That's what we know from the research period. Taking that into consideration, when it comes to home practice, we need to understand that this may not be the top priority in these parents' lives. The top priority may be, I am getting the basic needs done. I am getting them to and from school. I am getting them to and from their extracurricular activities. We are getting the homework done in their basic studies. That's all we can handle right now. We cannot add one more demand to that scale or that scale is going to tip. And what I want you to know is that's the case, that's okay. And I'm saying that's okay because I've been doing this over 20 years and many times the child doesn't want to do the speech home practice. The child's like, I I do that with Miss Kelly. I don't do that at home with you. And that's okay. These children too surely make progress. They'll make progress at a bit of a slower rate, but the progress nonetheless is consistent and steady. I just want you to know that we need to take everything with a grain of salt and see it from a wide angle lens and see that we are not giving home practice in a speech bubble. We are giving home practice in the real world. And in the real world, Home practice just might not be part of the equation of how a family is going to function, and that is okay. Now, that said, I want to share with you three strategies that have been effective in providing home practice with the children that I work with. So the first strategy has been the most effective, and this is from my SIS membership. I send a Google Slides deck. So here I have an iPad. You can play this on an iPad or a desktop computer. And the Google Slides deck is about eight to 10 different activities that improve speech, language, and literacy. Now they're all different levels. Some are more complex, some are simple. There's something for every child on my caseload. My caseload, I have currently 45 children. And there's something that meets everyone's needs. And within those eight to 10 activities, the parent is to find one activity that they think the child would like. 
Now, the neat thing about this is the parents tell me the children really like these. And that's probably because they're digital, but they're intelligently digitally made. There's not all of the huge sound effects. There's not all the quick movement. It's not stimulating the child's amygdala, fight, flight, freeze response, and getting their attention on the cheap. No, what I'm doing instead is highly educationally rich activities that I've developed. So any of these activities are designed to produce maximum gains within a minimal amount of time. That is one type of homework I do is my Google Slides deck. I send that Google Slides deck out every week to every child on my caseload. And there's some activity for every child that I work with that would work well with them and meet their needs. And that's because there's eight to 10 different activities on each of those decks. Now, here is number two, the second way that I do home practice. This one is incredibly effective. These are my complex treatment target paragraphs. These complex treatment target paragraphs have three element clusters, the hardest center language in them, and they're embedded in a paragraph format that includes those transitional words such as first, next, then, lastly, because. So what we're doing is not only improving the child's speech by having complex speech targets that the child practices on a daily basis, we're also improving their language by having them say a paragraph in which there's these wonderful transitional words, thereby improving their literacy skills. So I call it the burpee the burpee that works every muscle in the body. This is the burpee that works every communication skill for the child. I laminate a copy for the parents. So what I encourage parents to do with this paragraph, and I say, I want you to hang this up on your wall next to your toothbrush station or next to your nightstand. We want to habit stack it into a habit that you already do every single day. Every single day, they brush their teeth. Well, when they brush their teeth, they're gonna one time read the paragraph every single day. Or every single day you read a book before they go to bed. Well, before you read the book, you get to read the paragraph one time every single day. They find some part of the routine that they do every single day. So not going to the park. You don't go to the park every single day. And they go ahead and physically, because we want to use a visual reminder, they adhere it to the wall, the laminated card that I give them, and they read it one time every day. The gains that I get from this type of home practice are much greater than any other type of home practice. When I have a child that reads this every single day, their gains are ridiculous. These are the children that have like 80 errors and we're looking at 40 errors and we're halfway through the school year. So we get huge gains with the paragraph. Now that said, the paragraph is not for every single child. Some children are insistent with their parents, no, I do the paragraph with Miss Kelly at school and speech. I don't do that at home. They've kind of compartmentalized it. So this is a speech thing, not a home thing. In that case, it's okay. We have other options. They have the digital Google Slides deck. They can do that. And that has speech activities in it. Option number three is I make little complex cluster blend flip books. I just take a little ringlet, eight cards, and I turn them into a little colorful book. Instructions on what the cues are. For instance, this one is for WS blends. I give the instructions to the parent on the front of the cards. I have them laminated 
and they're ringed together in a cute little book. There's only eight cards in this book, not a lot of cards, nice and simple. And if once again, they can read through this one time every day, that'll be wonderful. The parents on the back, if they feel like it, they can go ahead and stick a sticker on the back or something like that every time the child reads the book and they can fill it up with stickers and this could become a sticker book as well if they choose to do that. So those are three methods that I've used that I found to be easy, engaging, and effective. What's most important is that the child enjoys it and the parent enjoys it. We want to find an activity that is engaging. If the activity is engaging, it's going to be effective. If the activity is engaging, it's going to be easy to implement. So every child has something different. Some of the parents that I work with say they don't like the paragraph, but they love the flip book. Other parents are like, my child doesn't like the flipbook or the paragraph, but they love the Google Slides deck you send every week. Some of them say they don't like the flipbook, they don't like the Google Slides deck, but they love reading the paragraph every day. For each child that I work with, there's some type of learning experience that works for them. You're probably wondering about the variety before I close. What I do in my SIS membership is every single week, we have a different Google Slides deck that I email out to the parents. Now, every semester, I change the paragraph and I share a new paragraph with the parents. And every semester now, this is something new, I share a new flipbook with the parent. You really do not want a lot of different exemplars, a lot of different words for the child to learn. Now, the reason you don't want a lot of different words for the child to learn is we don't want the child to focus on what they're saying. We want the child to focus on how they're saying it. For instance, for the SW blend that I was telling you about before, I want them thinking, am I keeping my teeth together for that S sound? I want them focusing on how they're talking, but if I'm always changing the word, they're gonna instead focus on what they're saying. The research indicates that you really do want less exemplars or less examples for them to study so that they can focus their efforts on how they're speaking. I hope that this was useful to you. What I shared with you today is the home practice I share in my CIS membership. And I myself am a CIS member. I 100% use the CIS materials for my groups and for my individual therapy. Everything I share in the membership is not only field tested, it's also research to be highly effective and engaging. And I get that immediate feedback so I can constantly tweak it. I always love to hear from you. Please give me your feedback and email me and let me know what works for you in terms of home practice. That said, roll up your sleeves and make the world a better place one child at a time. You're always going to be first. 